Hi, this is Nara Bonafidi with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life, discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, His unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Was Made For This podcast. Well, we're shaking it up a bit today. We're doing a YouTube video and the podcast all at the same time. So thank you for joining me. And for those of you that uh, have um, subscribed to my podcast, I Was Made For This, hop on over to my YouTube channel and subscribe to that too, because we're going to be doing quite a few more. Of, we're going to be doing more of those in 2024. So it's the season, isn't it? The season. What is the reason for the season? It is Jesus. And we're going to be talking about Jesus today as being the ultimate gift. Okay, and I want to read um, Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And I know most of you are probably familiar with that passage, but we're going to be talking about Jesus, the reason for this season, and the ultimate gift. Now, I want to give you a tiny report, just just a brief report, and to remind some of you that if you have not gone on to my ministry Facebook page, Nara Bonafidi, or my website, narabonafidi.com, please do so. I did a Facebook Live uh, last Sunday, and I gave a report on the ministry, the youth prison ministry, and what's going on with the podcast. So I think you would really um, enjoy hearing about what God is doing in the youth prisons and on this podcast. So hop on over to Nara Bonafidi on my Facebook page, and you may have to put a nonprofit organization because I have two Facebook pages, but... Anyway, I invite you to do that for a report, a year-end report of what God is doing in this ministry. I'm so excited because I have a special guest with me today, and she's a new friend, and I love divine connections. For those of you that know what I'm talking about, I mean, it's just something that God puts together. And we met in church, and when she told me her story about a life event, a serious life event, um... And I'll let her tell you about it and how not only she got through that, she survived that, but she learned how to thrive and how to have victory 
in the midst of something that would that could have been could have been devastating. And so I want to introduce her to you now. Her name is Sue. God bless you, Sue. Hello. I hello. thank you for being with me. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. Inga Britson, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> with a name like Bonafide, you would think I would remember, I would know how to pronounce her last name. But she's just a wonderful blessing and she's a teacher. And I'm gonna let her give you some background about who she is and and where she came from and what's going on. So, Sue, take it from here. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm just going to give you a brief, you know, brief uh, background on me. Um, and it's just a pleasure to be with you. You're such a delight. So thank you. I, I'm really grateful. So thank you, uh, Sue. that we met. But um, a brief, a, a brief background. I grew up in North Dakota. Uh, I grew up on a farm. Never really went to church. Just uh, you know, my father was a farmer. And he just was always, they were always working. Mm -hmm. So we went to church maybe on Easter and Christmas, if that. And so I knew about Jesus, but I never, you know, renewed my mind. Yeah. We never heard anything like that. Uh -huh. So um, I'm thankful that I had some kind of a background, but I didn't get the religious background. Um, it didn't get in me because I really didn't learn anything. Mm. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. You know. And so once I got introduced to uh, the Word of Faith, um, oh my goodness, I was just, um, I can't even, I, I get chills. I mean, I just think, I, I came alive. I got filled with the Holy Ghost in about 2005. Oh. And I was just, I was like a ravenous animal. I was, <laughs> I was on fire for Jesus because it's so different. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I had mm -hmm. the life of God in me. Mm -hmm. And I began to renew my mind to His truth. Amen. One of my rowdy friends, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, used to be so, <laughs> but God. We're can rowdy change. in a we're rowdy in a good way. Yeah, right. Yes, thank God we're still here. So, but I am so um, you know thankful for the teachings of all the people that I have learned you know mm -hmm. from uh, Kenneth Copeland, Andrew Womack, Nancy Dufresne, uh, just to name a few. Um, and that's, you know, meeting at the Eagle Mountain Church, what a blessing it is to be there. It is, so, isn't it? Yes. I love my church. Oh, yes. To be fed the Word of God and know the truth because Jesus said the truth is going to set you free. Amen. So, Amen. But um, in 20, uh, you know, September of 2021, mm. uh, September 1st, my husband uh, ended up going to be with the Lord. It was so mm. unexpected. It was just, uh, it was a shock. And I, I... I had a chance to get in fear, Bad. but um, uh, 12 days later, a woman named Nancy Dufresne came mm. to the church. God knew what I needed, yes. and she she was a strong woman of God that had lost her husband in a plane crash that was really a shock, mm -hmm. and so um, she was there, and I got introduced to her, and I picked up her book, uh, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, which I'm going to yes. touch on a little bit, but... Can I say something about that? Yes. You know, we have given um, that book as a gift before. I don't actually have a copy of yeah. that, but I'm going to get it soon. So tell me again the, the name of the, the book. Yeah, um, it's uh, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. So okay. it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's the pages are coming out. I have read mm. it so much. Mm. And um, it is just that God knew what I needed, that I needed a strong woman of God to be able to uh, overcome uh, what had happened because yeah. it, it, it was just a shock so um, the first thing I did was just I got into her book and uh, did what she did mm -hmm. she didn't flinch she didn't uh, you know I, I mean she was strong but she had mm -hmm. God had prepared her 
for that. Yeah. But some of the things that she spoke and that I really stood on was one of the first things was, and I even did this, I did a part of his service, uh, Philippians 121, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And so that right there, it was like, Okay, if my, my husband, you know, he he was a believer, he's in heaven, he's having the time of his life. Yeah. And I had to learn to not look at what I had lost, but what he gained. Mm. That was the that was probably the most important thing that I had learned out of that. Wow. And that's I held on to that. Cause I would I would sit at home in the beginning, just days afterwards, and I don't have family down here in Texas, so um, I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, watching television. I'm like starting to sink and starting to mm -hmm. think what happened. And oh my goodness. And I knew right away I had to, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm. I, I couldn't think on what I, what I was feeling. I had to, I had to go to the word and I, I yes. started praising God and I said, praise God. He's with you, Lord, and having the mm -hmm. time of his life. Mm -hmm. And that, that took some time. I didn't, yeah didn't have it you know as, mm -hmm. as well but she's been doing this for a long time but you know I want to uh, interject something in there you know that that is a that's amazing you know and, and that's God that's good that's yeah. the word and I know um I might have mentioned this on some of uh, my podcast on one of them I'm not sure but you know my father and my mother and my brother are all in heaven mm -hmm. and so um when my brother went home I mean he went home to be with the Lord at age 54 and it was it was unexpected, and it was a shock to my system, yeah. you know, and it was it was really strange because, um, you know, I, I didn't I knew I wasn't I couldn't stay in grief over my mom and dad and things like that. So I, I got over it pretty quickly, and yeah. I did what you did, you know. But when my brother unexpectedly went, that was the last of our core family. It was because it was the four of us: my mom, my dad, my brother, and me. He was my only sibling. And it was weird because the, the um, I don't know how to describe it, but it was almost like the feeling or a spirit of orphan came on me. Yeah, yeah. And I had to meet that thing head on and deal with that, yeah. you know, and that grief. And, and, and it, was, it was just different. But I, I did what you did. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't allow the grief or the sorrow. But then the missing part. Yeah is what I had to, and that was a process for me. Yeah. Now, it wasn't like a husband. I know that's even more, you know, but I, yeah. I can have a little bit of empathy there because I have a little bit of what that feels like. So what, what did you do with the missing? Because I know people right now that have, you know, lost, a, not lost, a family member has moved on to heaven, and, um, and they're, they're missing him or her. You know, what did you do about the missing part? Well, it was a, it was a process. I mean, um, you know, and I stood on uh, the next one, First Thessalonians four thirteen. We do not grieve like those with without hope. Mm. So I had to know that yes. God, you know, had to show me. It, he's had me these last two years. He's had me. He showed me. He's had me in a secret place because yes. it's been a long. It's been kind of a lonely time, but yet with Him, He has just taught me so much. So I had to look at him you know he's mm -hmm. my the lord jesus my heavenly husband i had to look at him and and not keep remembering those those memories of, yes. of, and and i had to i had to put you know a person has to do what they have to do mm -hmm. but i had to put pictures away 
I've got like one picture of him and his family. I had to do stuff like that. It, it, whatever you have to do, but I had to do it for me. I can see that. Yeah, yeah I can see where you would have to do that. Yeah, because with a parent, my parents were in their 90s, and that was an easy uh, thing because, mm -hmm. you know, they lived alone. My husband was 70, but it was so unexpected. So, um, yeah, and I can still miss him. Uh, even the other day, I was cleaning something out, and I saw the my uh, our old wedding invitation and mm. a really cute picture of us. And I knew I'm 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 there. I'm yeah. like, oh, praise God! You know, <laughs> yeah. I was I was just joyous over the time we had thirty year, thirty some years together, mm -hmm. and um, I, I, you have to be on top of it. Yeah. The minute you get those thoughts, you have to cast them down. That's mm -hmm. Second Corinthians, you know, uh, ten five. You have to cast those thoughts down. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to. You know, what does the Word of God say? You know, you are bringing up so many great points and it is the truth it's the word of god because um you know people can get trapped in that cycle mm -hmm. of grief yeah you know or or they can get caught like you said they can look at a picture or things like that and i know there are some people that feel like it's honoring their loved one to grieve over them how do you what's your feelings on that well, that is one thing that she talks about, and it, it isn't honoring them because they got promoted. You know, it's Good like point. yeah, exactly. If someone gets, you know, if if, if your husband got a called and you know he says I got a promotion, I'm I've got you know a twenty thousand dollar a month raise. Let's say you know, yeah. I mean, you're not going to cry, uh -huh, you know. Uh -huh. So he got, you know, that's the way I had to look at it. It's like mm -hmm. I couldn't, but 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 I had seen Nancy Dufresne. Uh, it was in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. or excuse me, it was in Georgetown, Texas, and um, the enemy didn't want me there. Mm. And boy, I'll tell you, I was fighting it, but she did a book signing, and um, I had her sign my book, and I said, you know, I said, I'm just missing my husband, because it was like a, a year, normal. it was like a year later, which I thought I, I wasn't thinking that, but the enemy was, you know, he was, he didn't want me there. Mm -hmm. And I said, I just miss him. And she goes, I know, but the plan of God hasn't changed for you. Yes. I mean, she just <laughs> snapped me, and I snapped out of it. You know, We need that, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We need, let me tell you, there's one thing that I found out about Sue. I mean, she just says it like it is, you know. And and um, sometimes, because I, I do biblical counseling, and sometimes I, 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 I need to be soft. I need to... Um, you know, come at things from a different angles. And one thing I appreciate about Sue, boom, I mean, she just hits it right on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we need that. We need friends like that. We need people around us that will give us the truth. Now, you know, to come slap somebody on the side of the head with a Bible, that's not good. You know, we, we need to be sensitive to, to where they are. And we don't need to be telling people, you just don't need to grieve, you know, when yeah, that's not yeah. where they are. And I know you're not saying that because we are to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. What we're talking about today is a, not a coming against that spirit of grief and not allowing that grief and sorrow to dictate to you your future or, or your peace, take, take your peace Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or your joy. Oh, yes. Now that missing, you know, um, there's times when I still miss my brother. You know, he, I didn't know what the space that he filled in my life until he was gone. I didn't fully appreciate yeah. all and the wisdom that the man had. Oh my goodness. And has, he still has it. Yeah. <laughs> He's still living in heaven. But, um, 
you know, every once in a while like you, you know, and it's been many years now. And so time has helped too, mm -hmm. but we both know that it's not the time that heals. It's Jesus that heals. Mm -hmm. It's his love that heals. It's this word that she's talking about, yeah. you know, filling your, your, your mind and your, your soulish realm, your mind, your will, and emotions. And of course the word goes into your spirit because it's life but filling that with the Word of God, which will affect that joy on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. Because if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, joy is in you. Peace yeah. is in you. Yeah. It yeah. just sometimes has to be activated. Yeah. But if you lean into, or you get in, and just like Nancy Dufresne says, she says you get into a flow. Are you going to be in the God flow, or are you going to be in the devil flow. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the enemy works with grief and sorrow. Oh, yes. Because if he can get you trapped in that, then you're of none effect mm -hmm. to the kingdom of God. Yeah. You'll be trapped in that. And we don't want anybody to be trapped there. Yeah. Again, we're not saying that you should not, you know, um, I don't even want to use the word grieve, but you, if your husband or your wife or a family member, you know, it, you're, you'll miss them. But we can't get caught up in the grief and the sorrow to where it affects us on down the line. Right. Right? That's well, the, um, you know, Nehemiah 8.10, it says, yeah, I, you know, I've always heard, oh, for the joy of the Lord is my strength, you mm -hmm. know. But I just, it just hit me. The first part of it says, do not be grieved for mm. the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, wow. and it's like, uh, Isaiah 53, uh, 4 and 5, Jesus took our grief and sorrow. So yes. it's like, well, if he took something, why should I? Right. And plus, he's he's in heaven. You know, if I can mention this real quick, um, Reba McIntyre has a, a song out called Seven, Seven Minutes in Heaven. And yeah. it was about her, you know, if she had a chance, she'd want to see her mother. Well, oh my goodness, I was sobbing, you know, because it was such a precious song. But the next morning when I got up, and the Lord showed me, he says, it was like he showed me where my husband, it, it wasn't even seven minutes. He said, he was like seven seconds. He goes, honey, I got to go. I got to help Jesus. And I'm like, wow. I was like, <laughs> you know, and I wasn't yeah. even offended, but it was like, it was so good. It, it was almost comical, but it wow. was so freeing for me because yeah. it was like, you know, I wasn't offended that... You know, you're not going to, you know, he was so happy that I'm like, well, I better get to work here. And he wants me to be happy. He wants me to run my race because the plan of God, you know, um, it's good. It's you know? good. And, you know, that, that's a great, great point. And it's like if, if, some, if some think that they're honoring their husband or their wife or their loved one who, that dishonoring them to grieve, then we're actually doing them a disservice. Yeah. Isn't that kind of selfish? Yeah. In a way, I mean, you said you said it, girl. You I, said I, it. it is, and it and is people hate to hear that. That they don't want to hear that. They yeah. go, "No, I'm not being selfish," you know. Yeah. But if they are in heaven and they are having the time of their lives, and it's seen as a promotion, and if Jesus, Isaiah fifty three three through five, mm -hmm. says He took our infirmities, and we can go through the whole scripture, but He took our grief and sorrow for us, then not only are we disrespecting what Jesus did for us already, yeah. but we're disrespecting our husband or our our brother or our loved one or our wife or whatever it is, 
by not rejoicing with them that they've been promoted and us thinking about us missing them all the time. Yeah. Because life is meant to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, God wants us to enjoy our life. And if we get caught up in the grief and the sorrow, not only will we not enjoy our life, but it will affect how we affect others. Yeah. And we want to be, you know, that is my goal to help anyone watching. I want you to become better. I'm not, you know, I'm going to be up front. It's like, we got work to do. There's people Mm -hmm. that, you know, the world is in chaos and there's people that need the word of God. But um, this is another one here. Um, Hebrews 12 in the Passion is so good. It it talks about, you know, look, you got to strip off all this other stuff and you've got to look unto Jesus, the author mm. and finisher. But it says, look away from the natural realm and look mm. unto Jesus. And mm. then it goes into what he, you know, he he did all this for us. And and I just got to thinking, I'm like, oh my, because somebody, even a, a believer, you know, was saying, oh, I just, you know, they were kind of downtrodden. And I was like, I got home and I was like, I don't like that when somebody that's been in the word of God longer than me and still downtrodden, I thought we are doing a disrespect to Jesus because mm. look what he went through. That's if good. he went through that cross and, and all that he went through, why do we let something, when we know our loved one, uh, you know, it? it's yes. almost kind of like hit me and I was like, I can't do any more grief. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. do any more sad. All I'm going to focus on is joy. That's it. What we focus on becomes bigger. So if we're going to focus on ourselves and what we lost, that is selfish. And he said, look away. You know, you got to die to yourself. You know, he talks about that too. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I have, uh, let me look here. That's that's so good. Yeah. Um, Luke 9.23, lose sight of yourself. So become better to to help somebody else. Yeah. And and uh, another thing Jesus said, I mean everything he said, Luke 9:62, anyone looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Wow. You know, that's pretty strong. You can't you can't keep looking back. We can't look back. You know, um, the Lord um dealt with me years ago about a couple of things and one was regret mm. and the other one was dread. Mm. And they're both based in fear. Oh, you know. But regret about and and I know when um, when my brother went home to be with the Lord, I mean regret tried to uh, settle in with me because I thought I didn't do this, I mm. didn't do that. Maybe I didn't pray hard enough. Mm. What mistakes I made, you know? And then the blame game, and then I started to go down, 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 oh, down. My. And it's like I had to jerk myself up yep, and yep. go, no, yeah, that that does no any doesn't do me good, doesn't do my husband, doesn't do anyone any good whatsoever. Mm. So I stopped that mess, yeah. and, and I, I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to blame myself for anything. I'm not going to mm-hmm. allow the enemy to blame, my, to blame me. And uh, we put the blame where it belongs, and that's usually on him. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's us. You know, sometimes yeah. we help it yeah. along. But bottom line is there are people that need us, and they need us to be all that we can be. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting into the foundational scripture for my podcast. But, you know, Queen Esther, and we could get into this story too, but uh, Queen Esther was faced with a decision. And it, she could even been killed, mm-hmm. you know. But she was appointed for such a time that as this that she was in at that particular time. 
And that's why that's the foundational scripture, Esther 4.14, for my podcast, because God needs you to be who you were created to be. And that will bring such fulfillment. That will bring such joy to your life when you're right in the middle of his perfect will, no matter what's going on. Yeah, exactly. You know, even yes. in the midst, yes, I'm going to say it, even in the midst of death mm-hmm. or someone moving on. You know, there's times for the potato salad. There's time for the people to come around, you know, and sit yeah. around you and everything. But when that potato salad is gone and all those desserts are gone and everything, you're going to be left with a decision. You know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Am I going to choose depression and sorrow yeah. and grief? Yeah. Or am I going to choose to let joy? Yeah. And we're not being insensitive with this, you guys, but we just want you to be healed and whole. And it won't come just like that for everybody. I mean, I haven't talked to anybody that I know of that almost instant, okay, all right, I have no more pain. I have no, you know, uh, I've been delivered of everything, so now I can go. It it usually is a process. Mm -hmm. And and we grow in that process, Yeah. right? Yeah, you have to give yourself, you know, I can't ever, I want people to have victory, but I can't do, you know, just, just because I got rid of the pictures or whatever, I always tell people, you have to do it. It's just you don't want to carry that grief into a lifetime. Right. You know, right. Uh, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians four seventeen. I love this. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far yeah. more exceeding and eternal way to glory. Amen. I mean, anything that we go through, it, it's, it's, you know, it's but a light affliction. I mean, what he went through, I mean, oh my goodness, what the Lord Jesus went through. Right. It's just a light affliction. I mean, a thousand years from now, a million years, it's not going to matter. So we have to nip it in the bud mm-hmm. and just get to work. You know, we got to get about our father's business. What you said right there yeah. is so good, Sue, because the quicker, if, if you're, the quicker you can deal with that, mm-hmm. the better. Because if it lingers and there is a celebration of grief, I don't know whether any other way to say it, but a celebration of grief, and that is somehow, it, it's feeding you somehow. If you continue to let that go, you will be in such a deep, dark pit mm-hmm. that it'll take several Christians to come and pull you out, wow. you know? It will take a lot more work and a lot more time. Yeah. Well, people want, you know, it feels good sometimes to be, you know, pitied. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. it first happened to me, um, I would, you know, my, my sisters came to visit and, um, you know, they stayed for a week and boy, once they left, it was, oh, it was lonely, you know, and, but I, I couldn't focus on me. I had to do what he said. I had to, you know, look away from me. It's like, I just, I got involved, you know, I got my, into my job. I got into the church and I couldn't keep focused on me. Mm, I had good. what, you know. It, it it just it have you have to make it you have to be determined and you have to make a decisive decision. I'm just gonna stop this, and I need to know what does God say about me because I. And if you have children, maybe you lost a spouse and you have children. Think about your children, your grandchildren. You know they need you, and yes, if you're strong for them, you know. That's right. That's right. You got to be there for them. It's not all about you. It's about it's about him. It is, and you 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 touched on something too about what you got engaged in. 
mm-hmm. you know, during that time. Get busy with something else. And, yeah. and, you know, you can busy yourself with lots of things, and everybody has to find their own way. But, like, for Sue, and, and I did this, too, I leaned in. I pushed in and to the things of God because I found that the word of God brought me comfort, Mm. you know, and being around other like-minded believers, it brought me comfort. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I don't know how people deal with, you know, people going home to be with, you know, and and grief and sorrow without God. I I just don't know. I don't know any other way to, to do it. So my heart goes out to people. So we want to invite you today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day. You know, there's only how many more days for Christmas? Four days, five days? Mm -hmm. You know, this is the most perfect time. You know, most of you know that in in our youth prison ministry, well, we, we had a Christmas celebration last week, and we had three more salvations. Mm. And Christmas time is a wonderful time to say yes to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, you know, the one who gives us joy. Yes. Well, Sue, we're running out of time. Did you did you get to share everything, or did we just? We could probably do a part two on this. I think. But I just, if I can just say a couple of things. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I put here. This can be the best time of your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this can be your greatest time with the fellowship with the Lord Jesus. I mean, he he had, like I say, in the last two years, you know, it's been it's been a lonely time, but not in a lonely and a bad way. He's 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 getting rooting some things out of me. Yeah. So he's he's really just getting me prepared for greater things. And, you know, this has really been I was driving to church a couple of weeks ago and I thought this is actually the best thing that happened not not that he went to pass but my attitude that he got me into this attitude of, mm. of joy and it's actually made me so much stronger you know and i i just i i can't explain it yeah i got one more thing go ahead i want no, no I, I just wanted to read. say this one of the things that i picked up on when i first met again divine connection uh when i first met sue i there is a strength to you you know that even I want to tap into well, I mean it's, it's, it's it yeah. yeah it is but it it's almost tangible you know you, you yeah. can be around certain people and they just have an aura about them you know they, there's just something there it could be kindness and different people have different gifts you know and ours are, are definitely different you know but I just sense the strength in her and that's why I wanted her to have uh, her to come on at this particular time right before Christmas because there's a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of things that are serious right now. Yeah. And they just need encouragement. Yeah. They need God's love. They need a they need a touch from heaven. Yeah. You know, and so that's what we're here to do. We're we're here just to encourage you, love you. And what else did you have to add? Just on one that? more thing that she had in this book. Um, it says for the Christian nothing ends at the grave. You will see that loved one again. They are now part of that great company of believers watching and cheering you on from the grandstands of heaven. So resume living. Don't linger in that situation. There's still much ahead for you. Carry on with God's plan for your life and in his great restoration power. There's still much to do. The future is bright. Oh, that is so good. It is just like... That is so good. You know, lose sight of yourself. There are people out there that need to know the Lord Jesus, and we need to let our light shine. Amen. Amen. I just heard a beeper go off, so I think that means we're out of time. (laughs) But listen, thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you. I want to um, read one more thing to you. Um, 
In Matthew 1.23, it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And I just want to remind you, you are not alone this Christmas, no matter what the circumstances. God is with you. Well, thank you again for being with us, and um, join me in two weeks. I'm taking, an, I'm taking a week off for Christmas. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Uh, um, in, in another week, uh, we'll have a podcast, and it'll be a New Year's podcast, uh, and it's going to be great. So thank you again. God bless you, and have a wonderful Merry Christmas, and thank you, Sue, for joining thank me today. You, today. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.